Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We are here today with two of my BFFs. And we're here, though, for a very special reason, which is they are two extraordinary women in my life for many, many reasons. But one of the reasons why I wanted to introduce them to you is because they are superheroes of love in the world of small business. They each have two extraordinary small businesses, and their small businesses are being gravely affected right now by the corona pandemic, of course, as all small businesses are. And so what I wanted to do was put kind of a face and a heart behind the small businesses that are out there in the world. Sometimes you don't even, you can know a small business owner and you cannot know their their origin story. You cannot know the story of why they went into business in the first place, which is a huge leap of the heart, leap of faith and leap of the soul and spirit and life, right? It's a huge leap. And it takes a giant heart to go and do something like that. So because all the small businesses in the world or most of the small businesses in the world are so affected by this, I wanted to put the face and the heart behind these small businesses out front and center. And I wanted to hear the stories, have you hear the stories of these two businesses, two different businesses that these two powerful women started. And you can actually support their businesses, just like you can support other local businesses around you as well. I would love for you to support these two businesses if you are inclined to, and you may be, I'm guessing you'll be inclined to by the end of this interview. So the two, biz- the two people that we have today are Jill Yukawa Pearson, who has a store in Old Town, Pasadena called Homage. Welcome, Jill. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> and we have Alisa Bruley from Alisa B. And I always say B like really long just because it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> And it's more fun. No, so um, welcome, Elisa. Thank you, Bridget F. <laughs> she always calls me Bridget F. I love that. And I have a little history with, with small business myself. So I don't think I've mentioned this in this podcast before, but in the 90s, I had a small business. I was about to open a drive through cappuccino place in the Valley, actually, on Ventura Boulevard. And I went on what was going to be the final vacation before I opened this business. I had raised the money to open the business. I was about to sign a lease on the land. And it was a very exciting time. And we went on vacation to Venezuela, the final vacation before this business launched. And when we came back from the airport, three hours later, the Northridge earthquake hit. And that earthquake kind of turned my life completely upside down. 
And while I was on vacation, I was reading the book entitled The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. And James, I had on the podcast just several episodes ago. So go back if you, if you love James Redfield and you love The Celestine Prophecy and it changed your life like it changed mine, go back and listen to that episode. I started, because of that book, paying attention to the synchronicities in my life. And the synchronicities all led me to open... A, um, a, <laughs> oh my God, that is I'm the so most hilarious thing. Jill just knocked over her entire <laughs> thing because she was so moved by the idea of James Redfield and the Celestine Prophecy. <laughs> well, she's gone. What happened? <laughs> we lost Jill. So I'm just going to finish this story because it's, it's, the, I'm, li- I'm listening. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's the end of the story. The bottom line is I started paying attention to the synchronicities in my life and all the synchronicities were leading me to open up an angel store. Everybody I met was an angel author, or an angel artist, an angel painter, an angel sculpture, etc. So I opened up this angel store and I opened the angel store on Holly Street in Old Town Pasadena. And the reason why that is a synchronicity is that Elisa's store is on Holly Street in, in um, Pasadena, and Jill's store is just a few doors down. And my store, my previously known as the Angel Store, was right between your two stores, which is like, it's so magical. And it w- would have been so much better if you guys had opened way back then. I would have probably mm-hmm. stayed open. <laughs> so um, they're, um, they're it on been Holly- an Angel Store sandwich. Right. <laughs> Angel store sandwich. So uh, they're on Holly Street in Old Town, Pasadena, but they're, they both have websites online. I'm going to put their websites in the podcast notes. We'll also have them say their, um, their websites at the end of the interview. So, and Bob is lurking in the background. Bob is Elisa's husband who is her husband because of who? Who is, who is, why is he your husband? Bridget F. I introduced them because I'm a freaking genius. Hey, Bob. Bob is a lurker. Whenever we're on Zoom, he lurks in the background like a crazy human. (laughs) Wait, I have to take a picture of that for the people. We love him because he's so funny. He is so incredibly funny. And other reasons, but he's very funny. (laughs) That is so going on the podcast notes. Okay. All right. So I want to hear, we want to hear the story, the heart, the, the big story behind, there's always a big story behind small businesses. There's a big heart behind small businesses. So Jill, tell us about your story of what led you to opening your, your store. There isn't always necessarily a big story, but when you say there's a big heart behind the business, That's what I really resonate with. But I'll tell you what my story is. I've only been open for five years. So if I say that, a lot of people will think I'm really new to being an entrepreneur. But my journey to having my own business and and having this wonderful store started back in 1992. So I've actually been doing this for a while. Um, I had a jewelry business. Um, I did that for over 20 years. And um, it was a really good run. But my personal needs and my motivation for having a business changed. And so now I have the store. Um, But it is something that I always wanted to have since I was a little girl. Um, 
I always knew I wanted to be in business. I always knew I wanted to do something that was creative and um, artistic. And somehow, all these years later, I've managed to do it. And it is an incredible passion for me. But um, when I say that there isn't a big story, it was really just something that's, that was always a part of my life. Um, but actually having it and making it successful is to me where the big story is. Because what small business owners go through every single day, even in good times, to make sure that they have something that's really meaningful and is, is satisfying themselves, taking care of their employees and providing something for the community, that's the ongoing process that I think is what's really important. And it can be very emotional. And so if those are the good times, then when things are rough, like right now, um, then you really find out what you're made of. Then you really have to dig deep into your heart and really figure out what is it that's, that's keeping you doing this. And um, when there's a true passion, um, you're there at two o'clock in the morning and you're doing whatever needs to be done. I don't so, know if that answered your question, but. Yeah, no, and so. My mind. So the reason why I think it's a big story is that um, your, your jewelry, you were doing jewelry, like you said, for so long. And let's tell them the line was called Wasabi, right? Right, right. And it was incredible. Like you were kind of underselling it just now. <laughs> it was incredibly <laughs> successful jewelry line that was in, you know, lots of major chain stores, was it not? It, it was, yeah, it was a very successful business for a good long time. And it, it was, um, I had a, I had a good run with it. Yeah. So, yeah. It was and, called Wasabi that, and I had it for about 25 years. Yeah. That's an, like, that's an incredible thing that you, that it was a successful, a successful jewelry line for 25 years and her jewelry is still sold in her, in her store. And we should tell them what you sell in your store. But I just want to say one more thing, which is that, um, that you have just unbelievable taste, right? And that's why people bought your jewelry for 25 years. Like you have this way of creating beauty and making beauty just happen around you. And, and then you decided to, like, I was surprised that you wanted to open up a store. And then once you opened the store, I was like, oh, I get it. And now that you say this, cause do you know that I didn't know that since you were a little girl that you wanted a store? I had no idea. So now I see that it was like, you, you are living out a creative dream. And yeah. so to me, that's a big story. Like your creativity is in so, like you create space, you know exactly the right gifts to, you both do, you both have this in common, this, you know, this thing about knowing what your customers want, but you create such well, and I also want to say um, that, you know, Elisa was one of my customers, and I've known her for a long time. So we're friends and we're colleagues. And, you know, she was definitely an inspiration to me to have a store in Pasadena. And, uh, you know, it, particularly on Holly Street, where we both ended up kind of serendipitously, but she was the one looking for a space. And, and uh, I just kind of followed on her coattails in terms of like, choosing Holly Street as the place to have my long dreamed of store. So that's part of my story. Yeah, and Elisa, you have a kind of similar story because 
hadn't you, since you were a little girl, also dreamed of having a store? Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah, since I was a, a wee one. <laughs> my mother and I, that was our thing. We went shopping all the time. And our big thing was to go to the um, month-end sales at the, the department stores when department stores were the place to, to be, you know, when they were good. <laughs> right. Main company downtown. Downtown, Robinson's, Bullock's, Bullock's Wilshire. Um, it was, it, you know, it was a treat and it was this thing we did every month. We'd go to the month end sale and, and just, you know, shop until we dropped and then we'd go have lunch afterwards. And it was just our, our thing. And that was, and, and that was ever since I was a really young girl and um, I loved it and I love the feeling of it. And I, I knew back then that that's something I always wanted to do, just have my own store. Um, and that movie, tell, tell them about that movie. Cause I had, I still haven't seen that movie. The movie um, that is the movie about blooming, isn't it about Bloomingdale's? Um, the, the true oh, story bury, behind. Oh, bury my ashes at Bergdorf's. Is oh, Bergdorf's. That's it. Right. When you told me about that, when you told me about that mo movie, I kind of got you in a new way. You, Elisa, had another rough time in your history, which is that you had to find a new location at one point yeah. several years ago. And in that juncture between closing your store and then waiting to reopen it at a new location, and now you have this unbelievable location, and it was a huge blessing that you lost the other location because your store is so exquisite. At, it was at that juncture when we were talking that you told me about the book. Right. I it was a movie, sorry, about the book. And you were, and, and, cause I said, do you really want a brick and mortar store? And you, mm -hmm. and you brought that up. You were like the, the brick and the story of that brick and mortar store coming to This be. is what happens when you get old. <laughs> remember these things. <laughs> I remember this. I remember reading the book and being, you know, completely um, taken, a, you know, I, she just, I, I can't even remember her name though. And she was, do you remember her name, Jill? No, I don't, but I do know that it is a movie also. It, it is was a yeah. book first and then they made yeah, it into a movie made, because yeah. I watch way more movies than I do read books. <laughs> and I, and I saw that movie and anybody that is in retail or, or loves shopping and understands mm -hmm. New York was completely smitten Right. that. Yes, that's um, the word I was looking for. But the, beyond that, though, I think what really resonated with me with that book was her connection she had with the clientele. And that's what, yes, uh, you know, that's what keeps me going more than anything is. And that is what I miss so desperately right now is having that real personal human connection with, you know, with my clients, with my employees, with my colleagues, um, I miss that so, so much. Okay, and let's stop because one thing that we haven't done is told them what your stores oh, do. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, Sidetrack. So, Jill, Jill, just really quickly tell what, what you can find at your store. So, um, Homage is a gift and jewelry store to simplify it, but we carry a lot of, my focus is to try to carry um, items from small businesses. So sometimes, it's an artist who has never sold to another store before. Other times it's a long established company that's still being run by, let's say a husband and wife team. Um, we definitely try to have a mix that we think is going to be appealing to a lot of different people. So we carry books and we carry things that are 
produced by larger companies, but you can come to the store and you can find, you know, jewelry at all different price points. You can find handmade ceramics, glass. You can find interesting um, candles that you don't see everywhere. Um, just like a lot of really unique goods that um, I love to pick out based on what I think my customer is going to like, um, what kind of connection I make with the designer or the maker, um, or, you know, just anything that, that strikes me, um, including, of course, design. So we bring a pretty interesting, eclectic, unusual mix that I think um, is something that's unique in Pasadena right now. And like Elisa, you know, I'm very hands-on with my customers and being able to tell the story of an artist or a maker and be able to like match a customer up with some sort of a product that they need. Um, we're very hands-on with the customer service on that side of it. So we do free gift wrapping too. And um, beautiful yeah. gift wrapping. Yeah. It's, yeah. And there's something, there's literally something for everybody to I took a friend in there to do very, very last minute shopping, like literally right before you were closing. And she had to buy gifts for eight different um, family members, all different types of people. And she found a gift for every single person. So that's kind of an, a, a testimonial. So Elisa, tell them what you do with your customers. <laughs> what I do with my customers. <laughs> you make them beautiful. <laughs> I try. I actually get so much joy out of making them beautiful. Well, they're, they're beautiful to begin with, but, you know, just kind of, you know, dressing them and, and making them feel good. Um, there's, I don't think there's anything better than that. It's a women's better contemporary apparel, accessories, jewelry, and gifts, and shoes. Um, and it's um, very curated. curated. I, um, you know, I've been in this business for 27 years, so I know my clients quite well. And I buy a lot of the brands that you see online um, at different, um, you know, stores and e-commerce sites. But what I buy and how I buy is definitely um, a lot more personal and geared towards, you know, the people who shop at the store. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk about now. So how you're dealing with, you know, I mean, like you said, Jill, and you both said this, that it's so hard. This is like not being able to deal with your customers is so hard, not being able to see customers and serve them because that's your passion. So, so Joe. Well, the, store, the store is my, my happy place. And I think for a lot of retailers, their store is their happy place. For me, I'm a very social individual. So I love, love, love meeting new people, hearing their stories. I love seeing my regulars all the time. Um, I love to come in and interact with my employees. I mean, I, I love working with the artists and the companies and the reps because um, the integrity of an artist is really important to me. And if I don't make a connection with a small artist, I probably won't carry them in the store. So um, there's the merchandising aspect of it, you know, the visual part of it. And um, I'm missing so much of that. Uh, so it's been really um, difficult to not have that to go to every day. How are you navigating these waters? I mean, one of the ways that I know that you're doing it is you're going, you're doing Instagram 
little tours of your store and showing things that people can buy online? Yeah. So again, just like having the passion is helping to fuel my creativity. And I feel very confident right now, at least today, that we're going to come out of this okay, because I think that we have a really, really strong following and that when things get better, that customers are going to come out and, you know, it may not happen right away, but I think that we're going to um, be able to rebuild what we had, but um, I'm using this time to be creative. That's how I'm sort of getting through this. And, you know, other than through the support of friends and family and, you know, trying to be creative in terms of how I interact with people, I'm using this time to build a website, which is something that I've always said I never had time for. So I'm trying to be really productive and make sure that what we're doing now and what we're doing later is not the same as what we were doing before. Because things are not going to be the same. It's not business as usual now. It's not going to be business as usual later. And even when things calm down, I think that things are going to be done in a different way, not just in the retail industry, but in the health industry in a lot of different ways. So being involved with my business every single day is keeping, I mean, it's just keeping the, the, the brain going and um, talking to other retailers and talking to other people that are dealing with some of the same things helps me because ideas come from ideas. So I'm just really like trying to be an open book with others and also being trying to take in as much as I can from other people. And hopefully this will, this will help me come out stronger than we were before. That's beautiful. How about you, Lisa? How are you navigating? I think first and foremost, I'm, I'm, you know, you hear it so often from so many people, but it's true, very true in my case. I'm just taking everything one day at a time and trying to remain absolutely present um, and just deal with whatever is in front of me, you know, at any given time because it's changing. I mean, it, it you know, it changes daily. That sort of dictates how I navigate this. Um, and really trying to stay, I know it's hard, and Jill and I had a long conversation today, um, but is trying to stay positive and, and, um, and just having that faith that it will, everything sort of works itself out, you know? I mean, we've been through this before with 9-11, with, um, you mm. know, market crash in 08, 09, and you just find ways to be creative and to, to deal with it, you know? Um, but it's, it's not easy. I wouldn't ever pretend that it was easy. Um, but it's just a matter of, in my case, just taking it all in and, and dealing with whatever comes my way um, by being present. I think it's really um, important, if any other retailers are listening, that they reach out to other retailers. Um, people that maybe like they know of their stores and they've heard of them before. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm lucky because on Holly Street, especially. Um, I mean, Elisa and I go way back, but there's other others on Holly Street that that I know. And w- while we've always had really open communication because we're such a small community, reaching out and being able to talk to other people. Uh, I mean, you know, they say misery loves company, but if we can get something positive out of it, 
Um, you know, like Elisa said, we had a long talk today and, you know, things just come out of the conversations and that support emotionally and otherwise is really important, but some good solid things can come out of it. Action things that, that you can do. And this is a great time for experimentation. So I am perfectly fine with trying things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And everybody, for the most part, I think is being really tolerant of things right now because we're in such uncharted waters, as I've heard a lot of people say, that, you know, we can sort of like get away with things, like try something. And if it doesn't work, try something new. I agree. I agree 100%. It's, this is the time to try stuff and see what sticks, you know, and, and not be afraid to experiment. I think a good thing for all of us, even if we don't have a, a small business, is that if you reach out for help, like I have had some moments in these last couple of weeks where I've just reached out to friends to just connect like, okay, I need to connect with you. You know, like like we had that Zoom call yeah. with our other friend. We, that like, was great. And, and I was like, I need this. And I think we all need it, but I need it. Can we do this? And we ended... Uh, I mean, when you end up asking for help for yourself, you end up helping other people too. And the brainstorming, I love your idea of brainstorming with like-minded businesses because you're not just helping the other person brainstorm. Like I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like you come together, focus maybe on one of you, and then you both get ideas and it just became, comes like, you know, creative fireworks start sparking right where you feel like i mean because it's really easy to feel like um a wet flame (laughs) you you were talking about how creative you are and i'm like that's one thing i haven't been able to do is like the projects that i wanted but i'm also i'm also uncharacteristically busy this is actually making me more busy in my day job so I don't really have any more free time. I have less free time. So I'm, I, but I was beating myself up for the last few weeks that I wasn't doing these other projects that I wanted to get started. And anyway, it's, it's great that you're, that you're doing that. Well, I think it's been such a transition for all of us, like knowing like how to spend our time, you know, when, when things were normal, it was okay for me to like beat myself up and put that kind of pressure on myself on a daily basis. Like, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And, you know, I, I can't be sitting here watching TV. And now there is a permission to do things that maybe I hadn't done before or spend time the way that I did before. But at the same time, it's also kind of empowering me to make this conscious choice about what I'm going to do and where I'm going to spend my time and make sure that it's really productive and it's really producing something. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's great if people are able to just take this time and completely decompress, but as a, as a small business owner, like that's never going to happen. And I made that choice the day that I decided that I was in fact an entrepreneur and I was going to have my own business. I was never going to be able to like sit around and do that unless I was on an actual vacation. Um, but it's really just how I spend that time. And if I'm going to put pressure on myself, is it productive for me to push myself in that way? Yeah. I think it's hard for small business owners to go on vacation even, right? Like, I mean, I know when I've been doing entrepreneurial pursuits, like when I go on vacation, it's like, you know. You're never on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. 
even when you're on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the life we chose. And, you know, there's so many things about it that I love, which is why people like Elisa and I are working our butts off right now to continue to make it happen and to make sure that, you know, we can come out of this because it's on us. It's on our shoulders. Um, If we want something to happen in our business, we have to make it happen. No one else is going to do that for us. And that's the daily struggle and the daily challenge. But that's the joy because we get to reap all of the benefits from that when it happens. And, you know, up until recently, those successes were basically on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the, you know, the, the roller coaster ride that we chose to be on. And I can't imagine working for anybody else at this point because um, I love what I do and I'm still going to love it even though I have to work really hard for however many more weeks or months this is going to be. So you're both transferring, you're trying to transfer some business over to online, right? So that you're engaging with customers in mm-hmm. an online setting instead. Yeah. How's that, how's that going? Uh, well, for me, I, I, we established our um, e-commerce um, business um, about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. Um, And yeah, I can't say that it was, you know, it's not as successful as my brick and mortar business, but it's something that added to our brick and mortar success. Um, So uh, it's something that was worthwhile for us. But for me, it's, it's always been sort of a back burner thing, you know, it's there and people, my customers utilize it. Um, they typically would go online, see what we're featuring, and then come in to touch, feel, try it on, all of that right. stuff. So it, it, it benefited us in, in, in several ways, but it wasn't something that I put um, a lot of energy into. Um, but naturally, when this happened, um, we had to shift our focus dramatically. Um, so I do have a couple of people working on the website. Um, on a daily basis, um, updating it, adding new um, styles, um, just doing as much as we can online and with, you know, the intention of obviously trying to establish that, that business because we need it now more than ever. Mm-hmm. So, so at Homage, we've um, really like, ramped up our social media presence on Instagram because we do not have a website. So I have been able to keep one of my employees, Cody, who is amazing. And we've been posting daily uh, videos to our Instagram stories, which then get put into our highlights. So even after they disappear, after the 24 hours, you can still see them. And then we post a coordinating um, triptych of, of photos on our feed. And we've been enticing our customers that way because we never really utilize the Instagram to sell. Mm. And now we are selling. We are doing videos and then we're posting like a lookbook with prices so people can shop remotely. And we've had some success, 
But while he's doing that, um, I'm working on the website. And that's one of those things that I've had on the back burner mm -hmm. for a long time. And now it is absolutely necessary for me to get that launched. So um, while Cody is in the store, um, you know, we both go in occasionally, never at the same time, being very, very sanitary about the whole thing. Um, Cause we also go in for pickups because we are selling things, but um, we, we don't really have an online presence and we need that. So for me, this is one of the ways that I'm being productive and I'm hoping to launch the site in about a week and it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be anywhere near what I want it to be, but it's going to be a place where people can shop at their leisure and hopefully the customers that know homage already, um, it'll be good enough for now and we'll improve it later. And so our Instagram is homage Pasadena. So you can go there and look at our stories. And Elisa's posting great stories every day too that support yeah. her website. So she's got the whole thing going on, the, the brick and mortar, the website and the Instagram. And hopefully we'll be in that position like within a week or a week and a half. Yeah, Elisa, you've been doing on Instagram, you've been posting outfits like buy this look, buy this outfit. And it's so adorable and so cute. You've oh, been doing that you. for a long time. It's adorable. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I can't say that it's entirely me, but I, I do put the outfits together. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, and I, I have faith too. I have faith that people will be back in your stores as soon as this is over because you guys both are so like most small business owners so passionate and by far you are two of the most passionate about your customers than most small business you know you're just so passionate about making your customers happy like you just want them to be so happy and you want to find them the perfect thing when they're there i love my customers that's where my heart and my passions lie i think more than anything i mean i love my staff too Particularly, I love myself. And this was another tragic thing about this COVID thing happening. I, I just, I really felt a, a strong connection with my staff um, and love them so much. And it was really hard to say goodbye, you know? Yeah, it, it's been pretty heartbreaking. I had to lay off two part-time people. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that the, the CARE Act, the relief package um, with the Payroll Protection Act will help us and so that we can help them. Mm -hmm. um, but in the meantime, it's really hard to know. But yeah, not seeing our customers or seeing our employees, that's like a, that's a big chunk of, of time. Um, and I miss them. How are you dealing with that? Are you, how are you managing that? That, that is a big blow to your heart. Yeah. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you guys are both big hearts for people you know yeah, i've had you know, a little bit of contact just mostly through texting with a couple of my employees but i've been pretty consumed with what's been going on on a daily basis with with the store and you know some personal stuff that happened to me a little while ago and you know just trying to make sure that my family is okay it i see myself as provider for my employees first and foremost on a financial level and that's where it's been really difficult for me to know that I'm unable to pay all of my employees even though they're not working because I mean 
you know, there's no money coming in. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, with even what I'm doing now, I'm not even big into places that I had hoped I wouldn't have to. Um, but this is, I would say I probably need to reach out and give them some more, you know, emotional and moral support and, um, you know, hopefully be able to help them with the, the relief. Same. I've been reaching out to them on a weekly basis, my staff just checking in, encouraging them to, you know, reach out to their um, customers too and check in with, you know, their clients because we all had, have and had, had and have like very good relationships with our clientele. So I'm, I'm trying to do everything I can to just stay connected. I checked in with my hair guy, you know, who cuts my hair and colors my hair. And cause I was like, Oh my God. I mean, cause I, I, it's so weird. You get so into your own little tiny world. I was like, Oh my God, no one is immune to having him cut and color their hair. You know, like we all have to have the six feet. You can't do, you can't right. do hair care with six feet of distance between. And it just hit me and I checked in with him and it, my first instinct was to invite him over for dinner and feed him, mm. right? Like, and I'm like, oh, I can't invite anybody over for dinner. You know, it's like, it's really, it's, I think this is one of the hardest things is watching people suffer financially, mm -hmm. right? It's, right. I mean, obviously physically. I saw something on Instagram, I guess, a salon crowned studio around the corner from us posted. And I think she said that the best way to support your hairstylist is to wait, meaning you know, maybe you don't have to color your own hair or, you know, maybe you don't have to like cut your own hair or find someone else who's going to cut it for you. Like wait and, um, you know, get your hair done when we can all go back to normal business, which hopefully mm -hmm. won't be that long. God, I hope not because I'm going to be completely gray. No, like we need to, we need to help them like work overtime when they can start seeing us all again. Yeah, like right. they need to have clients book from morning till night because they need to figure out a way to make up that income. Right. right. At least right now, at least I can try to sell a few things here and there, but you can't remotely cut somebody's hair. <laughs> what? That would be weird. <laughs> they could do a tutorial. Like they could tell you. <laughs> I've seen some. <laughs> cutting your own bangs tutorials. Yeah, that sounds that's, scary. That's pretty scary too. That would be such a nightmare for me. I know that that would just end <laughs> so wrong. But you know, the other thing that, you know, I, I kind of just wanted to say too, is that when someone buys something from us, they're not just supporting us. They're not just helping us to possibly pay for employees or pay our rent or whatever. It goes down the line. And when yeah. you buy a pair of earrings from you know, a designer I carry that's in Highland Park, then it's supporting her because eventually, and I'm planning on this because we are going to come back and then I'm going to need to buy more jewelry from her. Mm -hmm. But you know, in, in good times and bad times, when you buy something from a store, that store is buying it from somebody else. And that right. somebody else is buying materials from somebody else. And it's all the way down the line. So we really, really, really are in this all together. It's the mm -hmm. circle of retail life. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I feel like we should sing a Disney song <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs>
it's true. I totally agree with that. Yeah. But we're, we're on the front line. I think that, you know, for me and for other people, I know there's an awkwardness about saying like, hey, you know, if you ever thought about shopping here, please shop here now. Right. Um, it's, there's, a, there's a tone that, you know, you want to maintain when you're reaching out, trying to get people to shop right now you know it that's that's a little bit of a struggle for me yeah for me too it, it's hard for i think for a lot of people and um you know it it can get worse the longer it goes on without having business it can get worse but most small retail stores like us we're already in a pretty dire situation right and um it's really just gonna get worse for us um but we also know that everybody is struggling and you know we're just making sure that we're visible i mean i don't want to speak for elisa but i think she kind of agrees with we have a lot of the same philosophy i'm just trying to make sure that we're out there and we're visible because we are working we are working knowing that we're not necessarily going to get something in return but mm -hmm. people we just want people to know that we are here if they need something and if they choose to buy it from us, that's great. And, you know, if they're only going to spend, you know, a few bucks with us because they're spending it with other retailers, then that's great. And that's, that's really awesome too. because everybody needs to help right now. Right. Yeah. And every, you know, there's still birthdays happening. There are still anniversaries happening. There are still right. things to celebrate no matter what. You can still send a gift. You guys both ship things out. Right. <laughs> Elisa, my friend, posted last night on um, Facebook that she and her kids, who are in their 20s, I think, are doing dress-up nights, uh, dress-up Friday dinners. So I've they, seen that. They, they do, like, full-on gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous dress-up nights. Love that. Right on. So if you Gotta need an outfit it. for a dress-up night, please go to Elisa B. Yes. <laughs> That's I awesome. think on Saturday we we put something on our Instagram feed. It was a very lovely sat white. Oh satin my god! Have on sale, and I think the caption was something like, "If you need something to wear to the living room tonight." Yeah, <laughs> I saw that and I loved it. And I said, "I love this so much." It was mm. so gorgeous, and she looked so. She actually looked like she could be just elegantly quarantining herself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right. "Oh man, I don't look nothing like that, lady." But you know, it does. It, it does make people feel good yeah. when they put something beautiful on, and that's yeah. like, you know, what Elisa was talking about earlier is that, you know, not making somebody beautiful, but helping them to feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we do feel good when we dress up in something special. And, um, you know, one of the things that I heard people are doing is putting up Christmas lights because mm -hmm. that's a really happy time for people mm -hmm. and for a lot of us. And so putting up Christmas lights and seeing that visual all over the city, which I hope more people will do, is going to make us, you know, feel happy. And it's all not me. Like, <laughs> not you? Oh, because Christmas is like busy. Christmas time. is like. <laughs> Christmas Please. is hellish. <laughs> oh my gosh, it seems like it was so long ago now, but.
I like the idea. So you're going to see Christmas lights on my balcony. Um, oh. Be happy when I see it. All right. <laughs> Elisa the Grinch. Totally. Elisa, all you think about, right, is the after Christmas sale. Uh, that January is like, I look forward to January more than anything. <laughs> Well, thank you both for coming on to talk about what it's like to be a small business owner right now thank and you. to tell your stories of what got you to do what you do. And I think that hearing small business owners talk about how much they truly love their customers and their employees is really just heart affirming right now. And it makes it, it's, you know, and there are hearts behind those, those brick and mortar, um, storefronts yeah and can i add um, can i add something too no i'm sorry that was it that was um you lost your lost your chance you know that negative thing you said about christmas i'm not forgiving that so you're done oh man yes lisa what do you have to say just have to say i we i have been getting just lovely um DMs and emails um, and messages, but mostly emails and, and direct messages um, from m my customers that just really warm customers and friends, really warms my heart right now. Um, but I did receive a message from a friend of mine who lives in New York and, and um, it, it was over Instagram. And he said, you got to keep going, something like paraphrasing, something like you have to keep going because Pasadena needs you. And that oh. so good. So I just want to say thank you. I agree. I agree. So beautiful. Yeah. And Elisa has been nominated best dress store in Pasadena since almost since you Numerous started. Times every year. Yeah. Oh, well, there are a couple of years I missed it, but yeah. <laughs> well, because you were really close. that year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So tell them where, the, tell them where they can find you on, um, on social media and I'll post it in the podcast notes, but it good, it's good for them to hear it verbally from you. Who goes first? Chill. You. Me. Okay. So just my Instagram right now is homage Pasadena. And we also have a Facebook page. And if you want to sign up for our email, which will announce our website launch, you can go to homagepasadena.com and there's a button there so you can sign up. And as soon as the website is launched, we will uh, let you know. Sweet, Elisa. Um, okay, you can shop online at elisab.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B as in boy.com. Um, our Instagram handle is at myelisab. And um, our Facebook is the same. And if you need to email me, you can email me at elisa at elisab.com or hello at elisab.com. I get all the emails, so they all come to, come to me. So. And Jill is jill at homagepasadena.com. Yes, jill at homagepasadena.com or homagepasadena at gmail.com. And uh, Cody will see that as well. And you can also DM through Instagram, which is actually working really, really well for a lot of our customers because we are on Instagram all the time trying Same. to update that. Same so here. That's like yeah. a really great way to DM. I love the DMs. Me too. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It proves the connection is real. Um, so, and get, and I just want to say that in spite of all of that, like all of that good news and all of that good connection and beautiful stuff, they really, really both need your business. So as do all your local small businesses, please, whatever you can do to give them your business. If it's, even if it's a present, like if you have the means, I mean, some people don't have the means right now and that is, you know, um, just now you're so then you've just heard a beautiful story about these two beautiful hearts here. But um, if you do have the means support a local business, like maybe buy Christmas presents now, get all your Christmas shopping done now, you know, um, that kind of thing. And both, yeah. both Elisa and Jill are really good at wrapping presents too. And Elisa loves Christmas so much. I bet she would wrap them for Christmas for you even now. Cause she loves Christmas a lot. <laughs> oh, we both sell gift cards. Oh yeah, gift cards too. Actually, yeah. and yes. You oh, have and a special, I, Lisa, I have a special. I have a special coming up to stay tuned for. That uh, it'll be um, announced on our Instagram it's- and on our website soon. Yay! My special cards. is going on right now until this is over, and you can buy a gift um, certificate in any amount. But if you spend a hundred dollars, your gift certificate will be worth a hundred and twenty dollars. Wow. That's an additional 20%. And if you buy a $200 gift certificate, it'll be worth $250. Wow. So, um, you're just making money right there. <laughs> That's and incredible. gift certificates in the state of California have no expiration date. No expiration. So. And do they have tax? No. No. No tax. No Not tax on gift cards. Not no. when you buy a gift card. That's awesome. No tax, no expiration date. It's like Christmas every day. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I to put Christmas decorations up on my store. <laughs> Just kidding. Just to rub it in. <laughs> All the stores around surrounding Elisa will be covered with Christmas lights, except Elisa. Except Bates. Elisa. <laughs> on that note, everybody, thank you, superheroes, for coming today. If you like the podcast, please go rate and review it. Tell your friends about it. We need more superheroes of love and fold. So the more people you tell about it, the better the world will be, especially during this pandemic. We love you. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Bridget F. We love you. Love, love, love.